0: You from the city of roses. This is the broadcast by last professionals and for last professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today guys. I am stopping everything I'm doing last con just to sit down for a minute and say hi. Hey guys, how are you doing? Are you coming? Are you planning coming? Are you gonna go virtually? Are you already got your plane tickets and you're packing and you're buying your outfits? Well, anyhow. Hopefully, we're going to see you next week. We can't wait. This has been the biggest buildup of our career ever for anything we've done. This is like going to be huge, guys. I can't believe it's finally here. And for that, I still felt like, man, I haven't put an episode out like in over a week. And that's not normal. We usually do two a week. So this day, I'm just going to sit down, pump this out. And what we're going to do is we're going to share an episode from last year's virtual LashCon. Tustin and I sat down, and we just shared from our hearts what we do when we have huge letdowns or failures in our life when it comes to business. And if you're going to be in business, just embrace the idea of failure is going to come with it. You're going to mess up. You're going to lose things. Things aren't going to go the way you want. I have a saying, it always costs more and always takes longer. And that's pretty much always a guarantee. Rarely, once in a while, you'll be surprised. But that said, failure is also something that's always going to come. And if you're going to take chances, you're going to go outside your comfort zone, you're going to go outside your bubble Things are going to happen that you don't like. And how you bounce it back is really what's going to define you. Because we all are going to have mistakes. We're all going to have bumps in the road. We're all going to look down and see ourselves smack down in our face on the ground. But – those who get back up, those who bounce back, those who do something special after that, those are the ones that they write books about. Those are the ones we talk about in stories or movies get made, or you just hear about, you hear blah, blah, blah. They did this. And now look at them now, right? Because they had something else, they had grit. They had a game plan, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to show you our game plan and how we have dealt with huge letdowns. As you all guys all know, if you've been following us for a while, over two years ago, we had to close our salon because of some dumb mistakes on our part. And as a result of that, we lost our business. But that was the end of us, guys. That was not it. And we had to regroup, and we decided to get back up. And crazy enough, after closing our business, we came back six months later and put on a conference teaching people how to grow their business. <laughs> we just failed and messed up in our business because we didn't know laws and HR and all that stuff. And then, you know, thank God, there were a bunch of people that believed in what we we're doing. We wanted to help. We wanted to serve our community. And so we launched LashCon. And almost 300 people show up. This year, we're almost at 500. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. So I thought we'd just sit down. You get to hear our heart. You get to hear our game plan. And it will give you something very tangible, something you can take home and you can use in your business. And this is just a taste of what you'll get next week. So if you're not signed up for the virtual conference or if you still want to get into the live conference, you still can, guys. Plane tickets are not that expensive. And you can get here, buy your ticket, get your plane ticket, and get on out here. Find someone to share or split a room so your hotel rooms have to cost and you can enjoy LashCon right here. But if you can't, the virtual ticket's available too. And the virtual is only three fifty. dollars And if you go to the show notes or go to our Instagram and click on the bio, you will be able to buy the tickets. Or you just go to the lashconference.com and you'll see there it says buy your virtual ticket now. And you can do that. And the good news, you have two months to watch everything. You can watch it live or you can wait and come back and watch it at your leisure on Monday nights at 8 p.m. I don't know why I said that that way, but it sounded like the way to do it. All right, guys, so let's get into this episode where Tustin and I sit down, kind of bare our heart. We just share everything, guys, and how we overcome failures. It's going to be fun. sat down together on May 5th of 2019 with our daughter Fiona to brainstorm how we could save our salon. We'd been sued from some labor violations, some legit, I mean, we hadn't paid always for breaks and we didn't always have great records on breaks. We also got sued for some lame stuff too, like we had paid for our staff to have a spa day and they said, well, you didn't pay us an hourly. You know, the
1: hairstylist, the spa the entire day, you know, get your hair done any way you want and... It was like, you didn't pay us to get that stuff done. I mean, we, we took care of the bill, but yeah. anyway. So
0: that said, we were being sued. And after taking some advice, we had hired an attorney who was a little bit more affordable. And you do get what you pay for. So we ended up settling for a payment that we could never pay. It was absurd the amount of money that we owed. And anyhow, we had tried a payment plan. We had tried to find some people, friends, colleagues who could buy the assets of the company, because they couldn't take the company itself, but maybe we could sell off the assets of the company. We had talked to a couple of our staff about maybe them assuming control of the company. I mean, my goal was to save the company for our team. We didn't want them to lose their jobs. We were more willing to step down. If we had to step down, walk away from the company, that was fine, but what I didn't want to do is put my team in a place where they couldn't pay their bills. I felt responsible f- for that. And unfortunately, because of our bad decisions and mistakes, we were paying the price. Our backs were against the wall, and we were sitting there with our daughter and trying to just find some one more angle. We just felt like this is our last chance, and then she just started to cry. I mean, she literally
1: bailed, was, wailing. No, bawled. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, bailing, bawling. Because, I mean, <laughs> our motto up until then was that you just don't quit. You keep going. You know, things get hard, but you keep going. You don't. You never throw in the towel. And it was her tearful pleas to say, I can't see this happen anymore.
0: Yeah, she's seen a struggle for one and a half years with this lawsuit. And she was like, you know what, guys, please stop dragging this out. Please let it rest. So after her, hearing her pleads, we, we decided to close the salon. And we cried. And for a short bit, we actually lost all hope. Mm-hmm. And then all the doubts started to flood our mind. I mean, we had a podcast that's supposed to help lash stylists with their businesses. What business did we have running a podcast? We had started or talked about, had in the works our last, our first ever LashCon. We want to help last professionals with their businesses, but we just
1: closed our salon. Who are we that run a conference? Did we lose all our authority? I mean, that's what we thought.
0: So, so many doubts flooded our mind and we, well, we just felt like the world was ending. Well, 2019 was a really painful year for us. It was a year of loss. Now, for you, that might be this year. 2020 might be a really painful year for you too. I mean, our industry has been decimated with closures, shutdowns. Many states have been allowed for up to six, seven months. Um, many people have been forced to work underground, or they had to close their salon, and now they're working out of their house or going mobile. It's just been a really hard year. By the way, failure is just part of life. If you're going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to let you know something that you probably know. Failure is going to be part of the game. It's part of the human
1: experience.
0: And it can be good for you. It can be the very thing, the catalyst that catapults you into a new chapter that you have never reached to without that failure in your life. But, you know, I know there's a lot of you out there who are like, well, failure, doesn't happen to me. I've, I've never failed. It's not going to happen. And if it hasn't, good for you. That's I'm fair. glad it hasn't happened. But I don't want to be a, a you know, Debbie Downer.
1: Burst your bubble. Yeah, burst your bubble. It's gonna happen. There's always failures, there's always always disappointments.
0: Today, we wanna go over how we bounce back from a huge business loss. How we bounce back when we lost our salon. We want you to be better equipped so the next time that you're faced with something like this, you will have a game plan. Because truth is, it's gonna happen. So why not think about a little bit, have something in place, Know what you need to do when you have that loss so that you'll be able to bounce back quicker because you don't want it to be the thing that ends you and sets you off on a dark path for five years of your life where you lose everything. You can take that loss and know, I got this. I have a game plan and I'm going to get through it. Now, I don't have to deal with failure. It's not a big issue, but it is. It's going to happen if it hasn't for you. And by the way, there are a couple responses that usually come when you someone fails and isn't prepared. The first one is, they become bitter and angry. That's really, I think, probably the most common thing. And you've been to that party. You've been to that social event where people are walking around time and go, oh, no, here comes Jen. She's going to talk about that time she got screwed by her employees or how her partner messed her or how that client did this to her. All she does is talk about how other people have basically screwed her in one way or another. And you, being a nice person, will listen to it. But eventually, after if it's been years, you're like, oh, I'm so done with this. I don't want to see her. I hope she doesn't come. And you don't want to be that, but that's what happens. That's a that natural temptation when you fail and something goes wrong. You just want to bitch and moan about. It. You want to tell the world how horrible it was for you and how you were, un- ju- how things were unjust towards you and how bad things happened to you.
1: Well, it's painful. It's super painful.
0: So you don't want to be that person. The other person is someone who pulls away and basically pulls out of society. It happens all the time. You know, a big failure, something happens embarrassing. They feel horrible, and all of a sudden they feel like I can't. I'm just gonna go hide live in a and hole go live in a hole and I, I get it you know it's easier to, to avoid facing people when things aren't going right but you don't want to do that either that's such a negative thing bad things happen mm-hmm. i mean that's a place where at times you know like you may go and start overeating you uh, that's where it's like substance abuse happens mm-hmm. that's where you stop taking care of yourself and then all of a sudden everything falls apart You really, really don't want to do that. You don't want to become the recluse, and you don't want to become bitter and angry. Those are two options you don't want to do. And so today, we want to talk about what you can do. You know, we want to talk about having some sort of game plan in place so that you can succeed, so that you can take this loss and make it into a plus, okay? Now... We, here's a, well, you want to talk about, Tuss has a story okay. about our childhood. That that was really good. That's really, really <laughs> When I was a
1: little kid, I can't remember where it was, but I was in a gift shop somewhere. And I saw a row of glass tubes. And on the glass tube, it said, break in case of an emergency. And inside was a cigarette. And I was, what is this? I, I didn't understand. None of my family were smokers. But I'm like, I guess it must get so bad that this is what you want? Break glass in case of emergency. Anyway. It stuck with me, and I often refer to that or mentally thinking about what to do when when something bad happens to us. Everything goes to hell in a handbasket. If you have a plan to stick to in case of an emergency that will help you get through the woods, it's good to follow, and that's kind of what we're suggesting today is creating our own breaking case of an emergency glass.
0: Yeah, I think really having a, a mental playbook in your mind of what you want to do is a smart thing. And it, so you have to be intentional here. So we're going to give you guys eight things that we did to help us when we failed in our business. So these are things that you can do. You, maybe not all eight are for you. Some may be like, eh, that, that, I don't like that one. But there are eight things that work for us. It's like our testimony. And so we're going to share these with you with the hopes that you can take three, four, five, six, maybe all eight, and apply them to your life. Five of them, by the way, are mindsets that we had to remind ourselves of, truths, that we had to go back to our core and go, remember? Remember mm-hmm. this, remember that? Mm-hmm. And then we took three action steps that really helped us to move the ball forward to get us out of that rut and move into something I thought was much more exciting and better for us. Instead, of became bitter and angry. Instead of wanting to hide from the world, and this cry in our corner, we decided to take some actions that really forced us out of our comfort zone and kept us moving forward. So, let's go into the first five mindsets, okay? First, and this one is maybe not, doesn't even feel like good news. Like, oh gosh, really? You gonna say this? We reminded ourselves that we are not entitled to an easy life. That's right. I know that this is uh, an ugly reality I wanna share with you. No one cares if you're successful or not. Okay, your mom cares, all right? But generally speaking, uh, Gavin galvin newsom the governor of california didn't hear about our struggles here in pasadena it was like you know what i gotta call pasadena i gotta call Terry Lash. get him on the phone hey paul the resources of california are there for you apple computers tim cook didn't go i hear there's a business struggling down in pasadena we better get apple computers to send resources to help them out yeah how come the helpful
1: honda people didn't call yeah, us yeah the helpful
0: honda people didn't call us so no one cares, guys. You are on your own when it comes to running your own business. Now that may seem like, gosh, you suck, Paul. Why would you say such an awful and horrible thing? I know. I'm. I just, just the way it is. But the truth is, it's a truth and a reality that actually frees you, because often when you feel like you know things should be easier or someone should owes you something, that's entitlement, guys. That's a bad way to approach life. Feeling entitled to, to help, to other people's money, to their success, to their fame, or whatever it is that you're looking at, you wish you had, that's envy, by the way, is not going to help you move the ball forward. In fact, it's going to get you stuck, and that's going to be the, the path of becoming bitter and angry because you feel like you deserve this. Yeah. I worked hard. I did this. So what? You know what? You're gonna have to work hard again you're gonna have to do it again. You're gonna have to keep proving it to yourself and creating those opportunities. And if you're just thinking that somehow that you have the rightful right to get have everything easy for you, you're gonna face life and be really frustrated. The more you realize that you have to earn everything and you have to do it yourself, it's like almost this burden that comes off you because now no one owes you a thing. And when someone lets you down, it's not disappointing because that's what people do. When someone doesn't call you back or come through with that deal that, that you thought was going to happen, it's okay. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to move on because I have this in my hands. I'm the one in control. I'm the one that's going to make it happen because I'm the only one that really cares about my business. So let that sink in. While that sounds like bad news, it's actually good news. The second one is we didn't blame others. We accept the responsibility. We really realize that, you know what? <sighs> I could sit here and just sit around all day and blame the world. I could blame everyone because, you know what? It's not my fault. I was a good person. I did good things to people. And I can sit there and whine and complain and get angry and be mad. Mm-hmm. And again, go down the pathway of bitterness and angry. Or again, sit in my room, drink, and blame the world for all my problems. Or better, you know what? I could take the blame and realize. You know what? I know. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the truth. When we got sued, it was because I didn't understand labor law. I did not realize that the gal when I there was this gal I had to fire, and when I let her go, she said, "Please pay me all the rest of my vacation pay." And I said, "You've been paid for four days. It's May, so you you know." I figured pro had four days. She had ten total vacation days. I'll explain this. There's four days you got paid for through May. That's enough. Actually, it was April because she left in early May. And I thought, all right, we paid it, our fair share.
1: It was accrued, right? That was what our policy was. Yeah. You earned your vacation pay the longer that you worked uh, through the year.
0: Exactly. But unfortunately, I had put the 10-day vacation in her paycheck. And if it's in your paycheck, she's owed all 10 days, whether she's accrued it or, or not. not. And I didn't understand that. I thought we had paid up what was fair. And I was seriously wrong. So wrong, it cost me our company and that was my bad. That was my mistake. If I had known the law, or if I was humble enough to go find out what the law says, we would have not faced that problem. But I didn't. Here's the thing for Tuss. She has become a great lash stylist because know what she stopped doing. Stop blaming her clients for all the problems she had with clients. She used to, in early days, right? You would blame, like, oh, they're not doing this, they're doing that. You're not
1: following the protocol. You're washing your lashes. You're picking them. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. You're steaming your face, whatever yeah. it was.
0: You're living. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> you're taking it's a your fault. It's your fault the lashes aren't lasting. It's not my fault. But you know what happened? When Trusty stopped saying that, she started saying, you know what? When your lashes don't last, it's my fault. Everything changed her whole worldview, her whole perspective changed. And all of a sudden, she got really good because she started owning what she can control. You can't control your clients, but she could control else. she did lashes. And that really forced her to rethink and become a bare lash stylist. Now, third, we looked at our mistakes and looked for lessons that we could learn. And this really kind of is the natural thing that falls right after not take blaming others. It's like, well, okay, I'm not going to blame anyone. What lessons or what mistakes did I make? What can I learn? I mean, at first, when we closed this line, I want to blame everyone. I want it's their fault, their fault. They were mean. They didn't listen. They didn't, whatever. But that was not going to help me. In fact, it was really nice. One of the gals sent me an email explaining some of the things she thought I had done wrong and some of the things I had messed up. And at first, I was really upset when I read this. It was very painful. It was very hurtful. But after I got past the initial her, I read it, and you know what, there was a lot of good truth in there. Mm-hmm. She was just sharing her heart, saying, you know what, this is what I wish you did differently. Yeah. And I, you know what, she was right. Not on everything, she was wrong on some things, but overall, there was a lot of good truth in there that helped me rethink and do business differently. So, it was time to be basically brutally honest, and that's where we were. At the end of this thing, we sat down, and we basically wrote out what we needed to do differently, So that if we open the salon, it wouldn't be the same mistakes. Or if we just hire staff, things that we would do differently. One is learn HR laws in California. Very, very important. All right. The fourth thing we had to remind ourselves of is what is our why? I know a lot of you probably are familiar with Simon Sinek's Start With Why. It's an amazing book. Highly recommend to read it. Um, We had to sit down and ask, why are we doing this? Why are we in this world? And really for us, our salon, what we have, why for our clients, our why really became all about our team. We wanted to help our team to both reach their professional and personal goals. We wanted to invest in them and make them grow and become an amazing lash artist, but also become an amazing person. That Our meetings weren't just about business all the time. We had begun to do more things about personal growth, and we really want to see our team reach their own personal goals, financial goals, and all the things that they dreamt and wanted to get. And we felt we were responsible for that. And what was really cool is when we sat back and said, that's, what we, that's why we're doing this. And that's a good cause. That's not a bad cause. It wasn't about making money. It wasn't about just us becoming powerful or whatever. It was really noble. What was kind of cool is when we said, you know what, we can do this in a bigger stage now. We had a podcast. We already started that. We already had LashCon sort of in the works. And now we're like, you know what? We can really put our efforts into helping Lash Stylists be both professional, grow professionally, and grow personally through our podcasts, through our YouTube videos, through our webinars, through um, LashCast or LashCon, all these things can achieve the same goals that we were trying to achieve in our salon. So it was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. We can just pivot and do it on a bigger stage now. So remember why it was great. The next thing was we had to remind ourselves that God is in control. Now, I know some of you are like, well, wait, now we're in the church now. Yes, we're in church. for just a tiny bit, guys, all right? But I know that not all of you believe in God. Maybe you're in the universe. I'm sharing what worked for us, okay? This is what got us through. These are the eight things that we did. And as Christians, we really felt we had to go back to God's word and remind ourselves of the truth. And there were two verses that stood out. The first one was Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. And for us, as a Christian, we reminded ourselves that God is on our side. God is sovereign. He's in control of all these things. It may feel like chaos, but he has a plan, and he's going to see that to the end, and we're part of that plan, and that is extremely comforting.
1: Well, even if something terrible is happening, just to know that God is sovereign, and you know that he can use these things for our good later on. Absolutely. This is James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or perseverance. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I mean, right there it says, count in all joy when you face trials of many kind. I mean, that's like counterintuitive. Who would consider it a joy? But it says right there in God's Word that the testing of our faith is what produces that perseverance, that steadfastness. And that's what develops character. So these things have can have a sharpening effect for our lives, for our entire lives.
0: Knowing God wants the best for us, He also cares about us growing and becoming the best version of ourselves. And really, for us, it was extremely comforting for us. So remembering that, basically, that you know, God is control, that He is sovereign, that helped us to get back to where we needed to be. It wasn't a surprise to him that we were going through pain. Exactly. And that we knew that he could use it. Yeah, and he was gonna use it. He was gonna use it, absolutely. So next, now here's three action things that we did. We did three things specifically, and this first one I think is actually one of the most important. Immediately, we did something for ourselves. We looked for a way to create small victories. Yeah, this is so important. We had a big loss in 2013. And right away, I went online, and I just ran into this. I found a Lash, the first era of Lash Wars. It was the first Lash competition in the United States. I signed Tusney up. And I said, hey, Tusk, you're competing in a Lash competition. And she was like, what? What okay, is that? Right. And said, okay, sure. And what was so cool about it is that right after that loss, she was immediately able to focus on something new wow, I have a competition coming up, I have to get ready. So she spent all her time focusing on that versus sitting around, licking her wounds, crying about the past, hating Yes, there is a moment of mourning, but you can get caught up in that and lost in that, and having something to look forward to, to work towards, is really helpful. So that's what she did. It's
1: kind of like the game plan. And so every day, instead of feeling bad about what where things were, I was like, okay, I have a goal. I've got to practice. i got to get my time down. i got to focus on different aspects of the design. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to check it uh, when the model comes in. And so making these daily goals, it just took my mind off of the big loss and helped me focus on something that I had control over. Yeah,
0: exactly. And what was cool is out of that, by the way, her technique – went up like a hundred percent. Like oh, she yeah. totally changed her game. She had a way she was doing lasts before, but because of the competition, she was forced to really reevaluate everything. And when it was all done, she had this new kind of more high impact technique that allowed her to do better work and improved her game and that's why she is who she is it was it
1: was the start it was the catalyst of my design basically and my principles and the other thing that you want to do is do something like a project one of the things that we wanted to do was paint the salon you know you come into work every single day and you think oh i'm going to do that one day i'm going to do that one day well when you have a big disappointment or a big failure that is your permission slip to do it because you have something new to look forward to and it's something positive for yourself
0: Yeah, I mean, there's another friend of ours, Tiffany Watson from Level Up Podcast. She shared with us over the summer. She was really frustrated with the whole George Floyd stuff, really upset, didn't know what to do. And like a lot of people, she could have sat there and gotten upset and done nothing. But she said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast because I feel like I have a voice that needs to be heard. I want to share things into the last community that aren't being talked about. And she started up her podcast for that. So there was someone who was facing a failure in her own life, a disappointment, a heartbreak. And she was able to use that to turn and create a quick win for her. So that's the first thing we tell you that when things have gone bad, when you've lost something, just jump out and get something, do something small, whether it's paint your salon, buy some new furniture, redesign your website. Yeah. Get, get some pillows, pillows guys. It doesn't <laughs> Just anything that helps you just go, oh, it's something better, especially if it happened in your salon. Imagine if it's this bad thing happened in your salon, you had to let someone go or something bad happened. And then you just you know, everything you walk in, it feels horrible. But you know what? If you paint it or do a little something changey, change, you, like, you walk in, something new, something refreshing. So it can be very kind of cool. Next, the next thing that you need to do is we looked for a new problem to solve. Now, I know that one of the benefits of having a podcast already is that we already kind of had a little jump on this. We already were trying to help the last industry. We were trying to help people with a podcast that would help them with their businesses. But that all said, we really, when the salon closed and realized that we're not going to be able to help people with their lashes anymore, we're no longer going to be training uh, our staff and investing in them anymore. We had to turn our attention and find some new problems to solve. And really for us, because we had failed in business so poorly there, we felt like, oh my gosh, we need to get the word out and help other people so other people don't face the same problems and have the same struggles as us. 13 years of running a salon, guys, we have gone through it all. I feel like there's like nothing left for us to have failed at or messed up or, or screwed up. And we have so much wisdom and information we share from all that. And so because of all that, we are really excited. We, we went and remembered like, oh my gosh, let's take all of this experience, all this craziness that we've done, let's begin to write it down think what would work better, talk to other people, and formulate a better game plan and work with strategies, of course. There's a coaching company we love who I think has the best game plan for salons. And that just helped us really think through how can we build a better business that can really help people. And so, yeah, we decided we we're going to start helping people through more of our podcasts. We started a YouTube channel, we started doing webinars, and we just doubled down on that since we didn't learn the salon, and we were going to solve a problem. We were going to help last stylists who had no idea how to run a business help them finally become lash bosses, not just lash artists. Two people that did a really good job on this that I just want to give a shout out to is Brittany Strong. I mean she during the spring closed her business, stopped teaching at Borboletta, was losing all revenue, didn't know what to do, and she kind of sat around like what problem can I solve? Wait. Over here I see a bunch of people at home who want beauty products, want lashes, but they can't come in because the salons are closed and they have all these lash artists who have no ability to make money. I know I'm gonna come up with a custom strip lash. And people can order them from their lash artists, can make them at home, and ship them to the client so the client gets them. So everyone wins, the client gets lashes, and then flash artists to do, do lashes at home and make yeah,
1: Brittany. Brittany's one of our speakers so you can hear all about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, she's in one of the panels so she, we talked about that and we have a podcast featuring her so you want to check that. Another group of people that we really like who were faced with a big problem was Mike and Shauna Jones from LiveBay. They have like four salons or three or four salons. They had to close those down, had no ability to pay rent and things were going bad south for them and they were like, we need to find a way to be able to bring trainings of people without having to go to people and webinars aren't really great for lash training. So what they do? that came up with the virtual reality last training. Pretty amazing. So that that way you can see up close, it's being there, it almost feels like being there in person. And they came up with that idea just to try to solve a problem where you can do one-on-one trainings, virtually speaking, in a much more effective way than what webinars are like. So that's what happens. Those those people are facing huge potential problems or failures in their life and they were able to pivot and find and solve a solution problem. And then the last thing is we went and got coaching. I actually went and signed up for a guy named James Whitmore. He actually teaches people about how to do online classes, how to do online trainings, how to coach and help other people. He's a great guy. He has a lot of great content. And so I, I signed up for that. When I saw the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I need some help. I need some input. And the beauty about coaching guys is they give you wisdom right they give you tips they give you frameworks to work with and accountability and accountability that's the big one someone there to go so um are you how's it going with that project you're working on you're like oh i thought you weren't gonna ask i wish you didn't (laughs) so i mean that's what it's for because they keep you moving forward you can't be stuck you can't just sit around all day be bitter and angry and moping and all that or drinking you gotta get stuff done because you have someone you're paying money to to kind of push your button, keep your button gear so Anyhow, we got coaching and good news, guys. We have good coaching here too. Sheila Bella's is here at this conference. You can go talk to her. Strategies is here. They're the company that we coached under. Love them. We have a sponsor, Meticulous Street and Education. I probably messed that up. She's here, she's offering mentoring coaching. Lorena and Casey are here from Beauty Biz BFFs. They now do mentoring and coaching. Some other people I know they are doing it. Live Bay Lash is also, they have a monthly program that helps people. And a company I've done coaching from in the past called Entree Leadership. And they're a great company that helps people with coaching. So there are some resources for you to think about. I really want to encourage you that if you don't have coaching in your life, it's worth it. I know it's a lot of money, but know what? Losing your business is a lot of money, too. And having a good coach along the way to help you walk through that and get through it in a better way is really a smart move.
1: Do you have a word about experience with coaching?
0: By the way, guys, make sure you get someone who has experience. Don't just hop on anyone who's... There's a lot of people offering coaching now. And God bless them. I know they mean well. But some of them have been doing lashes for less than a year. Some of them maybe haven't really ran a salon. They just ran themselves and now they're out there telling people that hey I've been doing lashes for a few months. I know how to do an Instagram page. I'm really good with colors. You should you know follow me and take my coaching. Not that mm-hmm. I want to knock those people I know their hearts in the right place. you know what in five years they may be amazing. But there's people that are further down the road who have a lot more experience who've been doing this have proven they can build a seven digit business who have people you can refer to you can get testimony. So just just as a tip on that. You really want to get someone who can kind of proven themselves a little bit. Now, just in passing, guys, let's do a a quick review of just the five mindsets. We reminded ourselves that we're not entitled to an easy life. We didn't blame others. We accepted responsibility for our mistakes. We looked at our mistakes and looked for what lessons we could learn. We remembered our why. We reminded ourselves that God is in control. We immediately did something for ourselves. We went out and we looked to create those small victories we looked for some new problems to solve. And last week we went out and got coaching. We did those eight things, guys, and we were able to bounce back. I want to encourage you to do those eight things. And by the way, here's that, this little <coughs> visual aid for you guys to think about it. And I want to encourage you to do this. I want you to take that glass bottle that Tuscan was talking about, and I want you to take a piece of paper. And I want you to write out your game plan. And the next time you face a big failure, What? take some of these eight ideas. Come up with your own. It doesn't matter.
1: It's a message to your future self when you are gonna be needing instructions. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you're gonna sit down and you're gonna write out those instructions, put it in a jar, and then say break in case of emergency or mean break in case of a failure. And you're gonna this is gonna put it on the shelf and so that's a little reminder that you know what you've thought about this. Next time that failure comes, you have a game plan that's gonna help you overcome. That sense of loss or that big failure, and you know what? It would be funny when people walk in say, "What's that? Oh, this is my game plan for the next time I fail." <laughs> it can be really kind of a cool talking point as well as just a nice reminder that you got this, you've thought about this, and you're ready for that next big loss, and you're and you're prepared for. You're not just ex- not just counting on because it's it's just part of life, but you're going to overcome it, and you're going to oh, become a better last chance better last person, and just a better person in general when that failure comes. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully, you got something you can take home and use in your business. Otherwise, we will see you, I'm sure, later during the conference and enjoy your next talk. All right, guys. A wrap. Let's back up the truck, pack it all up, and we are out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. It means a lot for you to take some time out of your busy day to sit down and chat with some friends. It really means a lot. So thank you so much. By the way, guys, if you haven't heard about it, Laskon's like next week. I don't know. Maybe you should check it out. If you haven't, I promise you this. If you're not coming live, even virtually, it's going to give you so much value. You're going to be able to get this information. There's going to be practical things that you can implement to your business today. It's not going to be just all this puffy, fluffy stuff that, yeah, sounds good. You get all excited for a second, and you get home like, what did I learn? Nothing. No, no. You're going to get very tangible, practical things that you can do in your business. So go sign up today. I want to ask you, please follow us on Instagram at LastCastPodcast and at the Last Conference, and remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last cupcake, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend, in the, <laughs> you have a friend in the last industry.